1: For one more beer for me Exile means quality So savagely The HN Podcast. I'm John Miller along with Steve Dace breaking down Iowa's 28-17 to loss to Wisconsin, which the final score got away there at the end. A much more closely contested ball game than that. I, I ranted uh, for, I wouldn't say rant, I talked for a little bit after the game on Saturday night. Uh, the Instant Reaction Podcast, if you've not heard that, you can go back and listen to it. Um, to get more of my thoughts, but I'll clear the way here and and let Steve talk about what it was that he saw. Maybe, I don't know. I try to be objective, Steve, and and I'll just go ahead and bring this up and not hide from it. I think Iowa is a better football team than Wisconsin. I think Iowa gave the game away. I think Iowa beat itself. The champions still made plays when they needed to, and I tip my cap to them. That's why they're the champs. They're a better football program than Iowa's, but I think this Iowa team is better than this Wisconsin team right now.
0: Um, I think for three quarters I agree with you um, but I think the second thing you said took over in the fourth quarter and you know I've, I've often talked about this in the context of uh, when teams choke but sometimes it works the other way sometimes you look down at your jersey and you're like dude we know we're better than this right and I think at about the 11-12 minute mark of the fourth quarter. Not to say they weren't playing hard, not to say they weren't trying, they weren't trying to save their season, but I think at about right after the fourth quarter started, early in the fourth quarter, Wisconsin looked down at its jerseys and realized if we lose here, this season is over. All the expectations, Sports Illustrated, preseason, preview, cover, everything else, if we lose this game, and we still have to go on the road to Michigan, on the road to Penn State, on the road to Purdue, which, yeah, I know they started 0-3. They had outgained every one of their opponents, and they just posted one of the best non-conference wins the Big Tens had this year to get their first win. And I think they, I think that the reality of the survival instinct and the stature that they have as a program set in. And I think they, they looked down at their jerseys and realized this— they just went Gandalf, man, and said, "This you shall not pass. This can't stand. And I think they just outclassed Iowa as a program at the, at, in those last 10 minutes of regulation. And I think they deserve an immense amount of credit for that. Uh, and I think those are the marks of elite-level programs. And I think we got down to the end of that game, and I think Iowa was kind of hoping, like, "Hey guys, I think we might win this. And I think Wisconsin was like, hell no, we're not losing this. I think that's what changed down the stretch.
1: Yeah, I certainly. I mean, I, I they are a better program. I, I just look at this. They had two. They had two drives in the game. This the, the uh, was it the second drive of the game? If I'm going to pull, let me pull this numbers up. Um, and, and then that that ten play eighty-eight yard drive where they took the lead at the end. And other than that, Iowa beat their Iowa beat them. Iowa's offense was better. And then I think it was Iowa's third-to-last possession. They were still leading 17-14. It might have been the drive before the drive that Wisconsin went on that 10-play, 88-yard drive that took the lead. Nate Stanley had been fantastic all night. Frankly, he was finally actually starting to put an NFL draft resume tape together in this game for the first time. And he missed a wide-open T.J. Hawkinson up the right side. But then they punted. But they got the ball back. The defense held. Then that next drive, they were out near midfield. and it's second and five. And Iowa had been running the inside zone with immense success all night long. And they threw the ball twice and like 30 more seconds went off the clock. Those, the, again, it's, I, I can understand and appreciate how people will have trouble with me saying, I think Iowa's the better team when you do things like that. When there's so many self-inflicted wounds, when you have two turnovers in the punt return game, um, the first one came. Iowa returned at 25 yards, and they were like the they'd been like the Wisconsin 45. The offense was dealing, and then the other one was at the Iowa 10, which accounted for one of Wisconsin's touchdowns. It's just maybe maybe it's better for me to say this loss was incredibly frustrating as an Iowa fan because I felt like Iowa gave the game away. And then at the end, when Wisconsin's back was against the wall, they're a championship program. They did what championship programs do, and they capitalized, and Iowa wasn't ready. So if some people have issues with me saying I still think Iowa's the better team, I, that's fine. I'll grant you that. It's just really frustrating when you feel like you feel like the team gave it away, and that's how I feel what Iowa did.
0: Yeah, I don't know that you and I are that much in disagreement. I think we're just maybe saying it a different way, but I, I agree – well, the things that you described Iowa did, you do when you're hoping to win. That's what you do. It, it's in basketball. You miss front ends of one and ones.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Uh, 81, 81% free throw shooters missed three out of four in the last two minutes on the road in a place where you haven't won a lot. That, that happens when you're hoping to win. Right. And then when you're expecting to win and the other team opens the door, This was very, what you just described was the Stanford-Oregon game. It was, it was almost exactly a replay of this going on at the exact same time. Is the game was almost thirty-one to seven Stanford, um, and or thirty-one to seven Oregon? They got a call against them. Stanford scored a touchdown. It would literally said thirty-one to seven on the on the television graphic, and then during the commercial break, a call went against Oregon. The touchdown went off the board. Stanford got the ball back, scored the next drive, and then Oregon just kind of was hoping to win from that point on. And Stanford was expecting to win. And so what happened is all those self-inflicted wounds are and are emblematic of a team that's not sure it was going to win but was hoping to Uh, and then the other team that was expecting to win when iowa made those mistakes they said you know yeah we we take advantage of opportunities like that they looked out at their jersey it said wisconsin and they did so i don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying um but to me i think there's a systemic problem here for iowa now and the systemic problem if my math is right eight of Iowa's last 12 games against power five teams, it has scored 21 points or fewer. Eight of its last 12, going back to last year. And when you're doing that, at the same time, you've got a quarterback who darn near set your touchdown passing record last year, and you have a tailback that was one of the better dual threat weapons at that position that Iowa's had in a while. Um, You come back this year, your second string tight end, would start for probably 120 out of 130 teams in college football, uh, and and he would probably be an all-conference caliber tight end at the other four Power Five conferences. That's an issue. I mean, when when you are when you when you're scoring 21 points or fewer in eight out of 12 games against Power Five teams, then you're giving yourself no margin, John. Any mental error at all, is the difference. You're not giving yourself a chance when. Because you know, young young people are going to make mistakes. You're going to have one of those muffed punts every now and then. Now, two of them is self-inflicted, is is, is suicide. You know, I agree. But when you ha- when your offense is that hit or miss, and the other you, you don't give yourself a lot of margin uh, for for making mistakes. Uh, and and I, you know, we used to talk about Iowa as opposed to, you know, we used to say, hey, can they get to 24 points this week? Right. I know for the average fan. Well, what's the difference between 21 or 24 points? Well, I'm just telling you right now, that, that, that game's a lot different. If if Iowa is ahead, 21 to 14, compared to 17 to 14, the way Wisconsin plays is different. Oh, how sure. loose or tight Iowa is is different, right? The yep. factor of knowing, hey, even if they come down and score here, the worst we are is tied, right? On the other hand, when you're thinking, dude, we can't give up any points or they're going to be ahead, the whole mental approach, when you play the way no Iowa plays football, that extra three to four points changes a hell of a lot. And so you know, Kirk's got to get in there with his kid and that often those offensive coaches. When you're going back for well over a year, for almost a season now, eight, that's 12 games a year. And eight out of your 12 games against Power 5 teams, you're scoring 21 points or less? That dog ain't going to hunt. I don't care how good you are in defense. I don't care if you're freaking Alabama. You can't go eight out of 12 against Power 5 teams scoring 21 points or fewer. They've got to address that.
1: Yeah, especially in this day and age. In the last, what, six years, not counting this year's statistics, Iowa's averaged 80th in the nation in scoring offense. Offense uh, has been, you know, the last six years, their average total offense rank in the NCAA, FBS, is 93rd. And yeah. it's, it, of course, yeah, it's a, systemic, it's a systemic problem and has been uh, for quite some time. So, don't disagree with you there. If you have that seven-point lead, it allows you to play more aggressively on defense. It allows you to walk another guy down in the box on first downs and put him in a second long. But you know, one of the one of the more frustrating things to me about this game, too, Steve, is you go in and you look at some of the statistical cutups. Wisconsin was mm-hmm. seven of fourteen on third down. Their average distance to convert for the game on third down was seven point five yards. That's a winning number. Wow. To, to you have an, a, an average yeah. to go of 7.5, Wisconsin still converted 50%. That shouldn't be that high. It's, it's a lot no. like Iowa last year going 9 of 18 on third downs when their distance to convert against Iowa State was 7.9. Iowa should have lost that game. Wisconsin should have lost this game. But Iowa did far too many things, had far too many mistakes. And then at the end, the fourth quarter, they missed the opportunities. Their LOEs, their lack of executions, finally showed up there. Uh, or running a quarterback sneak on fourth and one on their first possession, when they gained more yards in that first possession against Wisconsin than they gained the entire previous game the year before against Wisconsin. They've got four, And I didn't have a problem going for it. I did not. I, I'm fine with that, frankly. In this game, some people would say maybe you should put three on the board. Hindsight says maybe you should have, but whatever. I'm fine going for it. Just don't run at the 360-pound nose tackle on a quarterback sneak. I don't like yeah. that. You split, you split fan out wide, the cornerback round out with him in one-on-one coverage. Fan on an inside release there, he's still walking in the end zone untouched. I just didn't like that play call. So, you know, as much as anything, an enormous, enormous missed opportunity for this Iowa football program. And you've heard me say this before. One of the reasons why I have Wisconsin envy, and I do respect them, I don't have to like them to respect them, is whenever Wisconsin has had the opportunities over most of the last decade, when they have had the opportunities to step up, advance their brand, protect their brand, maintain their brand after they built it up, they've done that. When Iowa has had its opportunities to do that, to advance. The, now, by advancing the brand, I don't mean beating Michigan in 2016 at home after you got killed by Penn State and embarrassed. I don't mean by advancing the brand, I don't mean beating Ohio State last year. Those are great things. Those are fun things. We'll always remember those things. It feeds into the, the Kinnick magic at night, etc., etc. But those things, that's like eating a Snickers bar and think you can run a marathon on that energy. Iowa, when it's had the opportunity to advance its brand much of the last decade, it has fallen short. And this one, to me, might be right up there at the top with the biggest missed opportunities they had.
0: I don't disagree with everything you just said. You know, and if you look at since Chris came in here four years ago, You know the one win Iowa has in this series was when Wisconsin dropped the ball at the goal line, right? When they just really Wisconsin
1: was the better team that year, in my opinion.
0: So, yeah, and I think that's probably the biggest frustration is you you actually, you know, you wanted Alex Hornibrook, you wanted to put him in a position where he had to win the game for them, and you did, and he did. You know, that's where those seven to 14 conversions came. That's where those uh, you know, a couple touchdown throws down the stretch as well. Um, and there's a, here's the thing though, there, there's a huge opportunity. You can't let this game beat you twice. All right. And um, there's a huge opportunity the rest of the way. And, you know, we'll get into this from a more global perspective with bigger 10, but ESPN's FPI and, you know, uh, SB Nations, s and a lot of these advanced metrics have Iowa an underdog in only one game the rest of the way. And they're a decided underdog in that one game. That's at Penn State later in the year. But, you know, 10 win seasons for Iowa or almost any team not named Ohio State in this league with how deep it is right now are nothing to sneeze at. And you can i i think they can live up to that projection if they fix the offense they've got to figure out and and i don't know i'd have to go back and watch all of these games on film you know these are this this is a younger offensive line with newer guys than the one you had last year it's the same quarterback same tight end different running backs you know a, a similar receiver or two but holistically is there a play call here or there? Is there a consistent mistake? Is there, you know, that one drive they had in the third quarter, I think it was, that was a thing of beauty, where the offensive line and Nathan Stanley just took over the game, okay, when Iowa took the lead there. What, what is, what's happening there that um, you can increase your margin for error and, and get off this 20-point, uh, you know, brick wall, that is facing Iowa right now against other Power Five teams because I'm going to tell you, you know, I I think Iowa's a lot better than Minnesota, but if you tell Minnesota they've only got to be tw- score 20 points to beat you, you're not you you make you you, di- you diminish how much better you are than them. You know what I'm trying to say? It's it's because yeah. it, 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 now you're just one muff punt away, it blocks you blocks Yugal away. Yeah, the margin for error you know is,
1: is is not there.
0: Yes. Yeah, all of a sudden now you're in a one-possession dogfight and you guys are looking around at each other like, here we go again. All right? So you got to figure out how you can – because here's the thing, too. One-possession wins are not created equally. You know, over 80% of the games on any given Sunday in the NFL are decided by eight points, one possession or less. Why? Because they play the percentages. And I think this applies to Iowa football because no you doubt. play an NFL style of football with an NFL head coach. And the way they play, here's how they play defense in the NFL. And I'm like almost every team, all 32 teams, all, they all try to do the same thing. They barely, some can't, some can but they but they all do this on third and 12. They all blitz. And they have their safeties right there at the first down marker because they let the quarterback get rid of the ball into the blitz and they come up and make the tackle, give up a seven or eight yard gain him to punt all 32 teams in the NFL do this when they're up by 10 points or two possessions in the fourth quarter, they all play prevent defense and let a team get a touchdown or field goal at the end of the game, which takes them five minutes to get. And that's why most of these games are one possession or less is because of what, I, because that point right there. Okay. So, you know, what is what's going on within the way Iowa manages a game? And sometimes you just have sometimes it's just, you know, you when you're the, when you play a certain style enough, there's regression to the mean and you'll have high highs and low lows and things even out. And so you might go back and look at those 12 games and find really, you know, like you said, yeah, we, I think we were right to go for it. Maybe you shouldn't have run a quarterback sneak. You might not find there's a common theme there. But if but I, if I were Iowa right now, my focus would be on self scouting, and I would be looking at my last twelve games against Power Five teams, looking at points we left on the field and I'm, And I wanted to see is there are there two or three or even just one common themes there that we can address the rest of the way, because I do think it is absolutely possible this team could end up ten and two, which is an outstanding season, but if you if you're, if you're only going to score 20 or 21 points every week against these kinds of caliber of teams, that's how you go from 10 and 2 to 8 and 4, you know? And then that's not probably a season that a lot of Iowa fans are hoping for, given the way you started the non conference. So for me, if, if I was on the Iowa staff right now, we'd be doing a lot of self scouting. What? What what is that glass ceiling? We can't break. And if it is a matter of execution, well, then you just keep doing what you're doing, because, you know, eventually re- fans always think regression of the mean means a negative. Well, sometimes when things are going negative, a regression of the means goes the other way, too. And so if schematically and holistically, everything you're looking for, you're doing that the right way. It just needs to be executed better. Then you just stick to it. And you tell the fans, hey, you know, we got a record of success here. Stick with us. But I think this is a time for self-scouting for Iowa when you've played an entire season's worth of football and in in two-thirds of those games, you can't get above 20 points against teams that have similar talent than you.
1: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with any of that. And what's maybe... Frustrating when we're speaking specifically to this issue is I can't tell you how many post-bi-week podcasts, radio shows, whatever's I've done through the years where I've said, you know what? Iowa has an opportunity now to go back and self-scout and zig when the other team is zagging. And I expect better things in the second half, only to see the same things. was going to do most of the same things because they practice, they preach their fundamentals, and they are better at fundamentals than most teams. And they have a very good defense this year. They won't face another offensive line like that the rest of the year. Their defense is probably good enough at a minimum to get them eight wins the rest of the year. It's just can that offense do a few things to get them to 10, maybe 11? I don't know. And the evidence in the past suggests that we probably shouldn't hope for that because we've rarely seen it. We saw it against Penn State. Could they dial up some things like that for Penn State? Sure. But I'm, I'm certainly not going to bet on that horse. And I think that, I, you know, the, the people, if, if you want to sit here, and, and I'm kind of partly this way, it's like, hey, Iowa probably should have had 28 to 35 points in this game. They left it on the board with the first fumble. Um, certainly, a, a, a seven-point swing when they gave Wisconsin the Badgers' second touchdown set up on Iowa's ten-yard line. Iowa was fourth, you know, had first and ten inside the ten-yard line or so, or inside the fifteen, and they got no points from that. They had two possessions in this game where they had the ball inside the ten-yard line, and they came away with three points. You and I both know is you lose those games. You lose those games when you have two fumbles in the punt. The the when you fumble and punt return, it might be about the worst the worst turnover possible from a psychological Mm -hmm. standpoint and also a field Mm -hmm. position standpoint so i can sit here and say you know what the optimist in me says this offense looked really good for most all of that game through three quarters iowa was averaging over eight yards per play iowa had more first downs they had more yards rushing they had more yards passing they outplayed them so I do see signs of life. I think Ivory Kelly Martin, it's, he's clearly your number one back. There's a reason why he was your number one to start the season. He just has an extra gear. And then you bring in the other two to do different things that they specialize in. I think they got a nice combination there. I think Noah Fant is nicked up. I saw Mark Morehouse tweet that he only played 35 snaps in this game. I think he mm. got hurt against Northern Iowa, his rib cage. And, and, or, and or, as Mark Morehouse suggested, maybe they're tired of his blocking right now. Uh, I said before the season I thought TJ Hawkinson was going to have a bigger year, and so far he has. So uh, the offensive line played stellar. They didn't give up a sack. Didn't give up a sack. They've only given up four sacks through four games. That's fantastic. So I think there's a number of reasons to be optimistic, and I am. But as you said, you can't let this game beat you twice. And these guys have to go into a bye week right now. And it's always tough. Everybody Everybody always says their bye comes at the right time. I don't think this bike comes at a good time. If I'm an Iowa football player, I want to get back out there today. I want to go back and play today. I don't want to have to stew on this for a couple of weeks. And um, so I don't know. Yeah, I
0: agree, but you can't control that, which is why I think, to me, the focus this week, because you, you, know, you have a couple of scrapes, you just mentioned them, but by and large, you're going to be a fairly healthy football team unless you just have a you know, freak injury season this time of year. So this isn't about getting rested. To me, this is a this is about self a self scouting week, and I really think they they the offensive brain trust of this team needs to sit down and look at a full season's body of work, and and go through and chart every single drive in those twelve games against power five teams and and figure out are there one or two things th- threads that keep coming up, um, are, are we facing? Let me give our fans or listeners an example of of, of what I mean. Uh, um, are there our team's running a certain blitz package against us that we have shown a vulnerability to on film, and Nathan Stanley uh, feels the heat, and so he locks on to a guy that he reads the he reads the defense. He thinks pre-snap that guy should be open. And he doesn't give himself, doesn't trust his protection a half a second longer to get that second level guy that's further open down the field. Those are the things fans don't have time to watch. And unless you watch the all 22 or you go back and watch games again for film analysis like you guys do at Hawkeye Nation, you won't catch. Okay, those are the sorts of things I mean that need to be evaluated with um, with with self-scouting. And and here's where the margin for error thing comes in. All right, here's the difference between 10 and 2 and Iowa going uh, 8 and 4, which is just above it, it, its Vegas season win total, which was 7.5. Minnesota, Iowa is a 66% favorite to win. Indiana, Iowa is a 64% favorite to win. And at Purdue, Iowa is a 62% favorite to win. What the metrics are telling you is essentially Iowa is one key injury like Nathan Stanley, or one bad loss away from your mar Anything that's below 60% is essentially a toss-up, basically. But when, they, when you get into the, to the, to the low to mid-60s in these advanced metrics, what they're really telling you are that that, out, that that projection is still to be determined. They're forecasting based on who they think you might become rather than how much more dominant you are to the opponent you know what i'm trying to say and and that's where yeah. you know when you go to when you go to minnesota and indiana back to back if you've got to win those games 20 to 17 you might lose them there's a big difference between being ahead 24 to 14 and being ahead 20 to 7, 20 to 14 at the end of one of those games a huge difference the way you play defense the way your players approach it mentally the way the other team approaches it and so that's that's those are the three games right there where iowa's margin for error is the most impacted if they can't figure out what they're why you know how whether or not or what they need to do to stop leaving another three to four points on the field every saturday
1: Indeed. All right. We'll see how it plays out. That will wrap up this installment of the HN podcast. For Steve, I'm John. We will talk to you soon.